Welcome to Live with the Pricing Lady. I'm Janine, your hostess. This show is all about helping you build a sustainably profitable business while making an unbelievable impact on your world. Learn from my 20 years of experience and from my guests as we discuss their pricing challenges, failures, and successes. Pricing is a way of being or behaving in your business. My mission is to help you confidently charge for the value you deliver. Pricing is either hurting or helping your business. Let's make sure it's helping you reach your dreams. In this episode, years ago, I was traveling in Egypt. We were in a market somewhere in Cairo, I believe, and ran across a stand. There were signs all over this stand in many different languages, and it said, hassle-free pricing, hassle, extra 10%. (laughs) I think of that fondly. And I brought this up in this episode with Sophia Saeed because it's very much related to the topic that we'll be taking a look at. Sophia is the founder of also Sophia LTD and Bossit Club. She's fascinated by how different people, cultures, and geographies relate to the topic of pricing. She'll share with us her own pricing journey, and we'll discuss what she's observed over the years and how that's played a role in her own pricing behavior. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. Now, Sophia, why don't we get started and you can share with us first a bit about yourself. Yeah, I'm a mom and I have uh, two young girls, one of which has gone to school for the first time in almost a year, just for end of year school, uh, you know, uh, handoff to the next grade. And then Zara's here at home, started a product-based business, basically filling a need. There was a culture gap in North America. We celebrate Eid and Ramadan, which are Muslim festivities. Unfortunately, we didn't have any of the products on the shelf, like you would see for Christmas and Halloween and Easter. Because uh, I grew up in Canada and uh, the girls are growing up in Canada, I really wanted them to have the opportunity to also have these festive decorations. It's easy to make them, but at the end of the day, I'm a busy mom like myself. I trained as a physiotherapist. I didn't have the ability to always DIY my products. So I went ahead and I decided, like, let's wholesale them, let's create them, and then mm-hmm. let's see if we can get it on the shelves at a big store like a Walmart. The reason why is because I wanted it to be accessible to everybody. I didn't want it to just be the, the, the those individuals who could afford, no offense to Etsy, but Etsy is of course is a premium marketplace mm-hmm. because everyone is handmaking, which is great. It's something that I support and I wanted to continue supporting. So we do have some products on there as well, but the at the end of the day, not everyone can afford an Etsy product, right? That's how we, we decided to pivot. The business that you've been telling us about is called also Sophia, correct? Yes. So the product-based business is also Sophia and uh, yeah, it grew very quickly in the middle of COVID. That is I guess where I started realizing that intersection between pricing and culture and geography, and I know that's one of our big topics for the day, being South Asian and and opening with your story about the conversation or the signage you saw, 10% extra for hassle-free price. (laughs) Right, right, because it's the culture. And I think it's so incredible that even myself being South Asian, I realized it is part of the culture. It, different cultures have different aspects of pricing. Sometimes part of the journey of purchasing mm-hmm. is the bordering, right? Okay. So, and 
it's hard to shake that cultural act, even when mm -hmm. you come to America. So one of the things I found with my products was if I was in a location, like a flea market location, that's where mm -hmm. I started because that's where I wanted to see if the product had any merit. We started off with money envelopes and balloons and banners, very simple, small things. And people were haggling. And I, I actually said to one lady, listen, a dollar for you shouldn't be a big deal. Mm -hmm. I said, this, we do not bargain at this table mm -hmm. because it's such a small amount of money, but it's built into the culture. I just think it's right. It's fascinating, really. <laughs> yeah, it really, it really is fascinating. Before we get into that, so you also have a second business, which I want to make sure that we people here understand. So it's called the Bossit Club, correct? That's right. The business Bossit Club came out of a need because many women were asking for help. They were, they were women and men, of course. They saw that this small business that only sells about eight to 12 weeks a year had made it into Walmart Canada. And they started asking questions, right? They're like, mm -hmm. how did you do that? What did you do? How do you manufacture all the questions? And right. I want to use the also Sophia product-based platform to go and now give information. I wanted to be able to say, if you're an entrepreneur, you're, you're a budding entrepreneur, you, if you want to start something, feel free to come over to Bossit Club. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a website, bossitclub.com. Basically, that is meant for the entrepreneur to give okay. some education and uh, there's a podcast. So yeah, so that's the second half uh, okay. of the business, I suppose. Okay, excellent. Let me first ask you, I always like to find out where people started. The first time you had to sit down and set a price for something in your business, what was that like for you? Oh man. So it's difficult for me because I'm a, a trained physiotherapist or physical mm -hmm. therapist and I work mm -hmm. in the public sector. So me and pricing were like on two different worlds, right? Cause I never had to collect a dime from my patients or my clients, right? They would either OHIP, which is our public funded uh, system in Canada. Mm -hmm. And I never had to put a dollar amount on my hours. So I know right. in consulting, or if you're working for a firm, you have to cost yourself out. I always hear my husband and my brother-in-law, all of them are used to that. When it came to pricing, it was difficult. Mm -hmm. it, it's more difficult for me to charge for any services associated with Bossit Club. I can't, I just can't do it. I have a mental block, but what I did for the products, because it's, it's more, it's not acceptable for me, but natural to exchange mm -hmm. money for product was that's mm -hmm. society. I went ahead and I looked at who my ideal customer or client would be. And I already mm -hmm. targeted the average client uh, or customer of Walmart Canada. Now it's a little mm -hmm. bit different in Canada because we don't have a, a target uh, right. or whatever the equivalent is in Europe. So all of our target and Walmarts are all, all the customers are sitting in Walmart. Right. So I look at that customer. I looked at a product that was similar mm -hmm. and then I would try to be competitive. And I would say, I want to make sure that the average Walmart customer can afford this product. Mm -hmm. And right. so that's how I, I started. I went and I did the market research really mm -hmm. is what it was all about. And then making sure I tailored the price point to the client that I was serving. Right. I think that helped, right? When the mm -hmm. Walmart came knocking it wasn't like oh my gosh this is too high of a price point they were like oh this fits within our right. you know price guarantee and mm -hmm. at the same time we're making the margins because that's a big thing for them they need to make their numbers mm -hmm. yeah 
Absolutely. Now, what I really loved about that is that you started with the customer. And I always tell people pricing is rooted in a deep understanding of the customer. And in this case, you had two. You had your end customer, but you also had Walmart or other vendors also as, as customers as well. And that makes that makes a difference uh, because they think differently and you have to look at each one from, from a different perspective. That's fantastic. Let's talk a bit about this culture and geography. You were talking about some of your travels and some of the things that you've observed and experienced. How has that influenced what you do? Yeah, it's a really great question. So when we chatted previously, we spoke about how I traveled, of course, to India. I have not been to the Middle East, surprisingly, and I've Mm -hmm. been to Africa. Over there, the bartering system negotiation when it comes to price point is acceptable. Mm -hmm. I find that it is part of the culture. Mm -hmm. And so they know that. And that's why I found that sign to be so hilarious. You know, (laughs) it's just great. It's such a a humorous thing for me. And then, of course, when we come over to a, a European company or a North American country, it may not be acceptable in certain environments. So for example, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to go into a retailer like Walmart and go barter with the cashier because she's going to be like, excuse me, like, this is not my store. I just right? So yeah, you're holding up the line, ma'am. <laughs> security person's confused. So, um, it's interesting in certain environments in North America and Europe, we will have it be acceptable to have mm-hmm. a bartering system. As a, a small business, you should know inherently not only who your customer is, but where are you going to be selling? If you're going to a flea market, it could still be acceptable, right? Mm-hmm. You, you're you not in an environment where you're barcoded, right? You're in right. this very freestyle environment. Or if you're at a craft store or, or a farmer's market, you may have a mm-hmm. similar situation with a similar group of people. Now, right. I went to China and Japan mm-hmm. on vacation, and it's not really acceptable to barter in Japan. It's almost like an insult to them because you're insulting them on what they have valued their product. And if you Mm -hmm. think about it as a small business, you are putting your your blood, your sweat and your blood, your time, your energy Mm -hmm. into the product. Now somebody's coming and saying, well, I think you are not valued. They take it really personally. Somehow we still (laughs) managed to barter with one of the merchants there only because you're buying like 20 shirts or something. And my husband wanted an action figure. No, don't ask. But uh, so so I thought it was funny because we still managed in some ways to barter, but Mm -hmm. um, I work with a lot of Asian countries to manufacture. I know inherently that I can't be too, like I will ask, you know, and they obviously know they they know if we're ordering a large quantity that they have Mm -hmm. to be forgiving on the price. So then, you know, everybody's winning, but Knowing that I would not be as aggressive as if, as compared to if I was bartering with somebody in say India. And the reason why is because they've already counted for bartering in their price tag. Yeah. Right. They've already increased it. And that's, that's an important part point, because if you're going to be selling to a target group where bargaining is part of the deal, then you want to have considered that in your pricing. One thing that I discuss with clients all the time is, you know, understanding where your walk away point is and what are the points between where your first price is and the walk away price and how are you going to handle, you know, those levels and what exchange of value you're going to give. When I worked in the corporate world, one of the first places I ever went to do a negotiation was China. And it was not easy. They are very tough negotiators. 
they do yeah. they do I think you need to make friends if you can that's what I found I think they go the extra mile if they yeah. really like you if they if they're kind of like whatever they won't give you the time of day sorry it's not working for us but yeah well, it's very relationship based and I think that a lot of times the cultures where the selling process is a little bit more relationship based, it, you have maybe I'm I'm overstretching this here a little bit more bargaining going on as, as as opposed to when it's just a, a transaction that's happening, and that could be one indicator there. And I also think that you know different cultures. It's not just culture; it's even different families. You're raised in different ways. I don't remember my parents doing a lot of haggling. Unless they were buying a car. <laughs> there you go, right? And there's also margin in a car, right? There versus yeah. margin and maybe other things. And even similarly, a house, right? That's if mm-hmm. you think about it, it's acceptable in right. the North American culture. And I imagine Europe is similar. You correct me if I'm yeah. wrong, because I've never bought a house in Europe. <laughs> um, me either, but, but yes, it is. <laughs> yes, yeah, so because the price tag allows for a little bit of negotiation because it is thousands and thousands of dollars. I think it's worth the, it's almost like an energy exchange, right? So Mm -hmm. it's worth the energy exchange to say, okay, well, I can't manage $10,000 more for this house. Is there a way for you, right? Because it's worth the Mm -hmm. energy exchange. But then, you know, contrasting that with my uh, flea market slash uh, small vending event to sell my money envelope and the lady was arguing for a dollar. I looked at her, I'm like, lady, you arguing with me is not worth my energy exchange. Like... (laughs) The dollar is not going to affect you or me. So why are you having this conversation? You know? <laughs> yeah. And it's, 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 it's fun. It's interesting to watch. The first time I went to India, I was there on a business trip. And after being there for a week, almost, I guess it was about 10 days. You know, he's like the guy who was taking us around India. He's like, what do you guys want for dinner? And it's like, anything but curry. I just need a one day break. Just one, just one meal. (laughs) And so he took us to like a Domino's pizza. I think they have Domino's or the equivalent there. And I was really hungry. So the waiter came over and I was like, I'll have one. He goes, no, 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 no. I have to negotiate the price of a Pepsi and put pizza first. (laughs) Oh my God. You're like, why? I'm just hungry. Yeah, it really, it really is different. It really is different. The important point here for those of you who are listening is that depending on who you're targeting, it's important to keep these things in mind. Now, does that mean that if you're selling a certain product or service into any customer group in a country that does a lot of haggling that you have to haggle? Not necessarily, but it means that you should think about it went in if there are times and how you're going to handle that because the preparation is, is absolutely key. Exactly. And yeah. you know, you don't have to, like you said, I, I think we have, especially in North America, moving the cultural norm towards saying this is the price. I think mm-hmm. many people have accepted that. I don't have many hagglers or bargainers that come forward anymore. Even mm-hmm. if I go to a small vending event I don't go to too many. I usually go to one a year mm-hmm. and they don't haggle anymore. They, they mm-hmm. really truly just say, okay, this is the price, but that's probably because the people who are shopping at my particular business are of my, I want to say age group, but like mm-hmm. cohort, 
right? They've been brought up and born in Canada and they mm -hmm. know that it takes a lot of effort to get a business off the ground by supporting a small business. Then, you know, you're supporting the community. Mm -hmm. That is the common language I found now when I go mm -hmm. to small venue. I do still have customers that are like, I want a discount or I'm waiting for a discount. And you're always going to mm -hmm. have that. You're always going to have the price shoppers. If you want to incorporate that into your business, you definitely have to, when you're doing your pricing, your price analysis or checking your margins, mm -hmm. just count for a, a reduction, right? In your right. margin, if you are going to have to put things on sales to attract that specific buyer, but you don't Thank have you. Right? Yes. You thank you so much for bringing that up because I think that's a point. No, I don't think I know. I see it all the time with people or I ask them, what do you sell it for? Oh, I sell it for 75 francs or $75. Then we dig into it and you can see that that was the exception, not the rule. Most of the time they were selling it for less, but they planned with 75, which is why then they didn't hit their target in the end because the math just doesn't add up. And so that's a very important point to make that you have to account for that if that's something you're going to be doing in your business. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Sophia, we're going to wrap things up here. Boy, that went very quickly. So what is, if you think back about our conversation, what is the one thing you'd like people to really take away from our conversation today? You really need to look at who your customer is. And then when it comes to pricing, be really cognizant on what they would pay for your product. It goes into the irresistible offer. Mm -hmm. The whole aspect of that irresistible offer is not just the product that they're getting, but the whole experience of purchasing something from you. Yeah. Right. So that goes yeah. from the initial conversation they're having, either be it mm -hmm. online or through your website or through your Etsy page or wherever you're selling. And then all the way to receiving your product, the customer service in between and before, after the delivery, that whole journey is that offer. So I'll leave with one additional story. Mm -hmm. Basically, I was looking at the reviews for also Sophia and I saw a review and the lady goes, or the man goes, I forgot who it was, the customer goes, I found these cookie cutters for cheaper, but I decided to go with this company because I know they have good customer service. And so, and so if you really tailor your entire business to serve your customer, you can likely beat your competition mm -hmm. on pricing, right. meaning, meaning they'll come, sorry, that's not the right way of saying it. Basically the, you'll beat your, you'll beat your customer by even offering higher pricing because they are not buying into just that product they're buying into the entire journey yeah, with you. To the value of, of the whole thing. Yeah. Exactly. And some businesses, the value is more in that customer service than it is in the product itself. That sounds weird to say, but yeah. um, <laughs> it's true. Yeah, yeah, it is. It can be very true. It's absolutely true. Sophia, if people wanted to reach out and find you, where shall they go? They can head to the website, bossitclubperfect.com, <laughs> and you can subscribe to the mailing list. And we, we send an uh, email every week with tips, tricks, and yeah. the latest podcast drops. So. Excellent. Head on over to bossitclub.com. I'll also throw some other links into the show notes for you all. Thank you so much for being with us today, Sophia. It's been a real pleasure talking with you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Live with the Pricing Lady, the podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, rate, review, and subscribe to it, then share it with your friends and colleagues.
I love hearing back from you listeners. If you've got comments, questions, or topic ideas, go on over to thepricinglady.com and contact me there. Not sure where to start when it comes to improving pricing and profits? At thepricinglady.com, you can download a copy of my self-assessment pricing scorecard. Find out where it's going well and where you can begin improving. Or just simply book a discovery call with me. There we can discuss what's up with pricing in your business and how I might be able to help you. Thanks once again for joining. Remember, pricing can hurt or help your business. Let's make sure it's helping you reach your dreams. See you next time. And as always, enjoy pricing.